What's going on, everybody? Eric Lindquist at Stochastic here on the Odd Chopper channel, coming to you with another edition of Ladies, Leans, Likes, and Locks. Of course, hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell goes a long way for me on this video, goes a long way for you. That way, you become a prize whenever great content is going live here at our little neck of the YouTube woods. Uh, just kind of getting going here with this slate. Pretty mundane here. Timberwolves ended up on the card once that moved to 11 and a half. Uh, yeah, Celtics, that was a massive number. I get it. There's no Gobert. He's very important defensively. I get it. Anthony Edwards got dinged up, but he's playing and Cat's playing and Nas is playing and I don't understand how that number got inflated to there considering Porzingis is out. So that ended up on the card in the premium discord. It was tied just a second ago. Let's get a live update on that here. Yeah, 70 to 70 right now with Nas Reed at the line. They're about to go up one. If they can't cover that, I really don't know what to do with my life here. I almost put a full unit on that, but uh, yeah, ended up being a pretty small play, kind of getting ourselves set. Really good on pace here for Oklahoma City Heat as well on that over. Hopefully we can get that one across the line, 233. 233 and a half for some people who might have jumped a little bit late on that, but they want to score some points in South Beach right now. I'm going to encourage it, but I'm also going to encourage you guys to check out BetMGM. We have this awesome Bet5 Get 158 deal. It's only for 21 and over, and if you have a gambling problem, please call Lane and Hunter Gambler, but that link is down below. We'll have a QR code you can sign up for a little bit later in the program as well, but five games in the association on Friday. We're heading over to Paris, one of my favorite places in the entire world. Was doing shows from there, what? That was like just over a year ago. God, time flies. Time flies. That was a great trip. I'll be back in Paris in April or May. I'm going to be there for a couple of weeks actually working uh, while I'm doing some baseball content, which is wild. But again, why are you doing it from Paris? Because I can do baseball from anywhere, friends. It's also just an awesome spot to be. So, hey. Let's start off with that one. We've got Brooklyn and Cavs in Paris. Why is Victor Wembanyama not out there? I don't understand the ASA. Whatever. Let's bring Isaac Okoro over and show him off, shall we? Sounds great. I'm going to show you guys off to producer Jacob. He's lovely. Let's get to the picks. Look at that. That's adorable. It's a, it's a little French flag. Mbappe, Wembanyama. Why not Cameron Johnson and Isaac Okoro and Donovan Mitchell and Nick Claxton? What are we, what are, we send over Brooklyn and Cleveland? This is like the NFL when they send over the Jaguars circa 2017 to play bumfuck nobodies and just, it went, it's ho, 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 baguette season, Nets. Also, people in France are fantastic. Paris is a lovely city, my favorite place I've probably been in recent memory really like positano you guys never go to positano you need to go to positano in your life but paris coolest city i've ever been to i've been there a couple times now i'm going back this summer already talked about that but brooklyn cleveland let's talk a little basketball shall we considering it's a neutral floor i, I think this is a neutral unless somehow again maybe maybe there's some jared allen stands in the fan or something i don't know maybe they went to crazy horse the night before google that phenomenal spot anyway brooklyn cleveland friends as i look at the board for this one god do i want to just kind of fire some things and props and enjoy some afternoon basketball because we don't really get that on weekdays on thursdays very often but we don't want to go out of our way to just force in garbage on a card that there's still enough value on a little bit later now i've been a little bit obsessed with points props of late i don't know why i don't know how but it seems like one of those things that's just so easy to factor in here of late i feel like the books have been really aggressively on some well, they've inflated some of these props where we've taken some unders again maybe tyrese maxi can get through he only had eight points there i saw with a minute left in that second quarter so hopefully he's continuing to go under 32 and a half 
we had a pretty well-rounded box score besides that. But I'm actually not going to be going to the prop market for this one, even though we have those. And I'm going straight up to a spread. I think on a neutral floor, having Cleveland, it's just two and a half point favorites. Considering the minutes that I expect from a Donovan Mitchell and a Jared Allen here in this spot, it's just wrong. This is not a... This Brooklyn team is really not it in any way, shape, or form. They are all the way down to 19th in adjusted net rating. Negative 1.7 is ridiculous. And defensively, offensively, not adding a lot of ammunition in either spots. Cameron Thomas, he is not really able to be on a floor considering, well, he gets either hot, cold, yes, no, the Katy Perry song. But for the most part, he's been ice, ice, baby, do-do-do-do-do. For about the last month or so, can't even find minutes for him here. Obviously, you don't need that necessarily with Mikhail Bridges, who's now playing what 44 minutes he played in that loss to Portland the other night. That was pretty insane to watch. But uh, I am basically just going to be backing Cleveland. It, it seems too good to be true to be getting this kind of a number. When you look at Cleveland, they are all the way up to 14th. 14th, not phenomenal, but a little bit better in terms of just a net rating than a lot of really good teams. Actually, they're 10th here in my last, I just refreshed, but 10th there, plus 2.3, fifth in adjusted defensive rating. And yes, there is no Evan Mobley. That really, really matters. No Darius Garland. That really, really matters. But you're seeing some minutes from guys like Karis LeVert off the bench, who's just been awesome. You have guys like Sam Merrill who can knock down a shot or two. I mean, the guy has been just outrageous from three in limited spurts. Again, you don't have to be playing him crazy minutes but if you're gonna have a guy who's shooting 44 percent from three you make minutes for him here in this spot did you know sam merrill 44 percent from three 42 percent from the field you don't see shit like that very often let me just throw that out there so let's have a baguette actually a, a chocolate croissant that'd be delicious oh god i'm hungry now cleveland minus two and a half friends this line is going to move because again two and a half what why it moved from three and a half to two and a half. If it doesn't get back to three and a half, I don't really know what to tell you, but happy to buy on the dip. Boston, Milwaukee, Lillard's coming back. Boston. Who the hell is going to be on the floor? No, Jason Tatum ended up playing, so that's nifty. But Kristaps Porzingis gets ruled out. Doesn't play. Think they were saving him up for the game that you'd probably need him for. Again, I still don't understand how the line moved to double digits for Minnesota and Boston. That is just beyond me. 10 and a half, 11 and a half. What are we doing here? But I was happy to buy that dip. I might have to buy a dip here on Boston. Considering Lillard comes back, I don't know when this line will open. I do expect because of Milwaukee's current form, that Boston will be favored in some capacity. But the question is just how much. I don't want to be laying three and a half, four and a half on the road in a lot of spots here. But considering the pace will be up and Lillard defensively is about as good as you or me out there trying to guard Derek White and Drew Holiday. Just throwing it out there. This should be one that Boston handles. And that's where I'm thinking the money line is a pretty effective play. Again, you have to pay attention to injury situations. And that's the thing that I just want to preach on a five-game slate is that I can't hold your hand throughout all of it. I can update you on Twitter. If you ask me questions, I will give you answers. You just follow me at Eric Lindquist. I have Lindy's Locks update. Should be easier to do tomorrow on a day where there's not golf. That started getting back up. Check out Wednesday. It's stochastic, covering a lot of golf content. Having NFL here, doing a Thursday morning show. Lots of information, lots of sports that I cover, lots of information. But at the, at the end of the day, 
Injury information is something that you are either having a lean on or something that you have no idea. You're either adjusting it or you're not. And at the end of the day, I'm here to give you good information. The best information I have is that there's no way that I'm not going to favor Boston in this matchup based on what we've seen on the Milwaukee side. Still just looking for it. Whatever it is, they don't have it right now. Boston does. Money line. Anything inside of minus 160-ish right now, I would be having... I know you parlay people exist. Check it out. Also, parlay builder. Put together a Boston parlay in the parlay builder. You know what? Let's talk odd chopper quick, shall we? $14.95 weekly, $49.95 monthly. I'm not going to waste your time. I know I've been talking about it a lot, but the market-based approach, it is having multiple sports books, the like of a BetMGM, the like of DraftKings and FanDuel, your biggies. No doubt about it. You just have exposure to multiple books and you get to shop for the best line. They want your business. They need your business. They're sports books. That's what they're looking for. So let's give it to them, but with sharp information. $14.95 weekly. Hey, you go to the top of that positive EV tool or that parlay builder where you can change it based on state, based on prices, based on what you are looking for in that parlay, the number of legs, things, so on and so forth. And obviously, I'm rocking the prize picture today. We have the fantasy optimizer, the underdog fantasy optimizer. So many great tools and content for you over at Odd Shopper. And when you use promo code Lindy, L-I-N-D-Y, oh, there it was. 20% off, friends. Use code Lindy. Get yourself the expert picks. The Discord, again, the Discord was 20 bucks alone. Now it's just $15 a week and now $12 for your first week when you sign up. The link below. Check out Odd Shopper. Awesome stuff. Back to the picks we go. I just begged you for context. Let's have some actual context in terms of what the pick is that I'm looking at. Portland, Oklahoma City, 14 is the number that dropped on DraftKings before this show. And it got me thinking because it was originally a lean. I took a sprinkle on it, but I'm not saying that you necessarily should. For me, I'm simply looking at Oklahoma City on a back-to-back with potential for things to change between now and tomorrow. They are down four. It's 69-65 at half. Feeling pretty good about our over and that play in that spot. Eh, Keep that going because you never know. You have quarters like I saw the Detroit Pistons played the other night. You just have no idea what's going on in your life. But as I look at the board for tomorrow, I do think 14 is a little bit aggressive. And here is why. First off, Malcolm Brogdon, I know they're playing in limited minutes. Shaden Sharp, I know he's been brutal. And I know DeAndre Aiden is terrible, but he's doubtful. But Jabari Walker is questionable. And I ended up on Duop Wreath the other day. It was the most frustrating thing that I've ever seen in my entire life from a DFS angle, 18 and a half PRA. He ends up playing only 21 minutes, 27 minutes, ended up getting allocated to about Baji. And it was tilting to watch. He ended up being the center that played the most minutes up against the New York Knicks. You've got a true center on the other side, Isaiah Hartenstein, but it was a massive blowout. Lots of blowouts lately. And again, this is where I just want you to understand this needs context. Oklahoma City on a back-to-back. There are 14-point favorites. Do they need to play SGA necessarily? Do they need to play Chet? I mean, obviously, this number is going to plummet if either one of them sits. I'm not saying that that necessarily happens, but... You might be limiting their minutes on the back-to-back, and that's something Oklahoma City has done a number of times here of late where they haven't pushed SGA to 38, Chet Holmgren to 34, 36 minutes in these back-to-back spots. If you work through the box scores, which I was doing for the show, it's kind of my job to do, you saw Chet Holmgren, his last back-to-back, Minnesota, New York. He played 29 minutes, and they blew out Minnesota but then only played 30 minutes in a competitive spot against the Knicks, ended up winning by nine, but it was more competitive than that. 29 and 30. 
I'm going to go back through the box scores at the end of this. Again, this game is going to the second half here very shortly. But I think it's a spot where if you see those minutes limited in this capacity yet again, I think they're limited again tomorrow. And that is an opportunity, friends, to take two of the most important players in the NBA. Number two in EPM, SGA. Number nine in EPM, that is Chet Holmgren. Two of the most important players to any team in the association off the floor for what you would expect their normal minutes to be. There's also blowout risk, obviously 14 point spread gets to 15 or 16. Maybe they don't have the class A team out there. Isaiah Joe, he can knock down a shot, but he's not going to go create for himself in a lot of capacities. So for me, this is a play on numbers as I'm working through the minutes of specific players. I know a lot of you don't feel comfortable because it's Portland. They're 14 point dogs. And there are ways that Oklahoma City has everybody in and sharp money comes in and this moves to 15. But there's also back-to-back -back risk where Oklahoma City could sit guys. And then the second part of it, exactly what I talked about, more limited minutes for the players who matter most to the team. So it's uncomfortable. It sucks. But I'm laying 14 points. Give me 14 points. I'm not laying 14 points. I'm getting 14 points with the Portland Trailblazers. I'm calling it a lean-like play. If you are looking for an extra piece to your card because you just have three or four plays and you want something else, I'm okay at this number diving in. And hey, maybe you jump in at 14, 15, you're in a better spot than me. But I think Jabari Walker comes back tomorrow. I think that helps this front court rotation. I think we want to be laying this, or not laying it. God, God, you're getting the points. 14 points, friends. A leanish like. We don't have a ton of those. This is one of them. This, my friends, though, is a lock. The New York Knicks taking on the Dallas Mavericks. 234 and a half total. And the big news of the day here. No, Luka Doncic. He is out. He is going to be sitting here. Obviously, you know, I hope it's not a bad right ankle sprain because they play again in what? Two days? Yeah. Thursday? Play on Saturday? Okay. Yeah. I'm, uh, I thought I was going to sneeze. I'm not going to sneeze. Anyway, Grant Williams out here, uh, questionable as well, but that doesn't matter nearly as much. And you have a perfectly healthy New York Knicks team. But, my friends, I said it was. thought I was going to sneeze again. It was like a hiccup sneeze. This is boding well for the lock. Anywho, we are looking, friends, at a New York team that is starting to come together right now over me. 5-0 since their acquisition of OG and Anobi. It was a great trade for both teams. I called it at the time, which, again, you don't ever want to just say, oh, I got this right, and then you don't notice the things that you get wrong. I've been happy to admit when I'm wrong about certain things. There are certain trades, certain pieces, again, Jordan Poole, I thought would be a good fantasy asset this season. That has not been the case, except for today. It kind of is against the Pacers. It's the Pacers without Tyrese Halliburton. It is what it is. But from a fantasy perspective, it's very different from a betting perspective. But I come from the fantasy perspective, and that is where I look at usage and minutes all the time ad nauseum. I know sports bettors do, too. Otherwise, how in the world do you go about evaluating props? But my process is basically, what have I seen here of late? that can help me in the future to make good, positive decisions. What I've seen is a Knicks team more willing to give OG Ananobi looks when he gets it going early. Now, that doesn't help necessarily with his baseline because when you set a prop, you know, uh, for the most part, a book, they're not trying to get 50-50 on both sides. I think that's a misconception. I think most of the time people are coming in on overs on things. They are very aware of that. We have a lot of unders that pop at the top of the positive EV tool at Odd Shopper, and there is good reason for it. 
it's one of those things that's hard to evaluate the day before because if you take an over, you can have news work for you by guys being ruled out. When you take an under, guys can be ruled out that hurt the prospect of that play. And so it's harder for me the night before to be able to give you good, valid information on unders unless I am very adamant and very confident in it, such as the Tyrese Maxey under 32 and a half for those counting at home, closed at 31 and a half with juice coming in on the other side. So on the under, it felt very nice to be on top of that one again. Doesn't mean that it's going to result in a win, but we are talking about getting ahead of the marketplace, knowing where things are going to move. And I think when we look back at a points prop, like 13 and a half for OG Ananobi, based on what we've seen here in a limited sample size, we're going to laugh at the end of the season when he's 15 and a half, 16 and a half, maybe 18 and a half in the playoffs, where you know Tibbs is going to be playing these dudes 40 minutes a night. But looking at OG Ananobi, 13 and a half is his opening number. He was at 14 and a half, littered in some of these more fast-paced matchups of late. But Dallas... Obviously, they're going to try to play more defensive-prone lineups. They they have Kyrie Irving, Tim Hardaway Jr., who can create offense. They need to bring in some defensive stoppers. Derek Jones Jr., that is what his job is. Knock down corner threes, play really good defense, and be a freakish athlete and good at dunking. I don't, I don't know. You have Josh Green. His job is not usage. It's to go out there and work. And Grant Williams, if they can get him back, he's questionable as well. So Dallas, on that side of things... You know, you, you got the complexion of it. That That's kind of covered. We know Dallas is going to try to add wing depth there. But it doesn't necessarily change the fact that they need to shut down Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. And teams are allowing things to funnel to the corners more and more against the Knicks. You have a low usage center out there. They always did. Mitchell Robinson, Isaiah Hartenstein. It didn't matter who it was. It was going to be a low usage guy. Precious Achua going to have more usage, I believe, by the end of the season than either one of them would have have or what Isaiah Hartenstein will have. But as I look at the board, 13 and a half for a points prop for OG Ananobi is too fucking low. 31 and 29 minutes the last two. He goes 9 and 23. There's obviously strange outcomes that are kind of in the midst of it. He hasn't had a game yet in a Knicks uniform where he's exceeded 12 shot attempts. And yet, there's still a lot of value in 13 and a half for a couple reasons. One, they want to push him offensively. They don't have that other guy. They don't have Emmanuel quickly coming off the bench. It's now Quentin Grimes, who can be a knockdown guy. He's shooting 39% from three. 40% from the field isn't all that good. But the 39% from three, that's useful. He's shooting a lot of corner threes. Four for nine from three in two of his last three games in limited capacities. That's what they're looking at having on the floor with Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson. That is why they got rid of Emmanuel quickly is they needed more of a stopper and more of a guy who sits in the corner and just knocks down threes. And friends, that is where this gets really, really fun for me. The Dallas Mavericks are going to allow a ton of three-point attempts here in this spot. And that creates a spot where I want to just invest early on OG Ananobi at these kind of numbers. Again, we were in on 14 and a half. We did get kind of lucky in one of those spots, you know, because we ended up on it back-to-back -back days. And the other one, there was just no usage coming in against Chicago. But that premiere, 17 points against Minnesota in 35 minutes. In a more competitive spot, like this projects out to be, again, it's basically a pick -em. What are we doing? 35 minutes of OG and Anobi should never have 13 and a half as a points prop. I have them at 16 and a half. That makes this a lock on the over, friends. 13 and a half points. We're going to look back. I'm telling you, Tibbs, he plays his dudes in competitive spots 36 minutes a night. That is just what the baseline should be in a pick -em spot. I don't understand this line. My favorite play of the entire week, OG Ananobi, over 13 and a half points. 
Let's talk quickly about Elite. Actually, just kidding. We're going to talk about MGM. Bet five, get 158 in bonus bets. Super quick, friends. You just take your phone. You just get this QR code on your screen. Or you go to the link below where there's also a link. You sign up. This is a ridiculous deal BetMGM has going for the Super Bowl. You bet $5 on anything. Again, deposit $5. At least $5 on anything and bet it. And when you do, you'll get $158 in bonus bets instantly. That's literally it. That's a joke. It's absurd. It's too good. It sounds too good to be true, but it is literally that. Get $158 in bonus bets for $5. That seems good, huh? It's because it is good. It's only if you're 21 and over. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back to the picks we go. Phoenix taking on LA. Obviously, we just saw... I mean, if Toronto had not covered the lock for me on Tuesday, with the fourth quarter that I watched, I would have been inconsolable on this show today. In fact, I didn't even lead off talking about it. Did you watch that fourth quarter? Did you watch the rant? that occurred afterwards from the Toronto head coach. Did you see Darko just go, just scorched earth on the world? Well, guess what? He should have. If you watched what I watched in that fourth quarter, it was the closest I've ever felt in my life to thinking rigged. Yeah, you heard me. I've never said that, but I don't want to be the dunce of the night from Greg Ehrenberg. I don't want to get made fun of. And again, Sports aren't rigged, but there is no doubt that businesses are aware of what makes them money and the Lakers make them money. Or the other idea of that, looking at that is that it was just terrible officiating. You got to get better at officiating, recognizing what's an intentional foul and what's not. The Emmanuel quickly intentional foul is the worst thing that I have seen by a referee in the year of our Lord 2024 or 2023 or any year. What are we doing here? Anthony Davis getting to the line ad nauseum. Ridiculous stuff. Top to bottom. 28 for 36 the Los Angeles Lakers were at the free throw line. 36 free throw attempts to the Raptors. 13. I get it. They started Thaddeus Young, who isn't like a true center, and that was just ridiculous to watch. Chris Boucher couldn't do anything either, and nobody could really guard anybody, so it is what it is. But the point remains, friends, ridiculousness. Anywho, Phoenix plus one and a half taking on the Lakers. <laughs> that felt good. Uh, as I look at this matchup, 237 and a half is a pretty hefty total. We've seen some lower ones from Phoenix. They've taken on the Clippers, taken on some, some real nobodies at times and not really played up to speed. But as you look at the lineup here for Phoenix and LA, I do think that Kevin Durant will have a points prop that is a two in front of it. I, I, I fully expect that. You have Bradley Beal needs to have some usage. You have Devin Booker needs to have some usage. You have a fully healthy Phoenix Suns team outside of Damian Lee, and that doesn't count because nobody cares. But the Lakers side, Rui Hachimura question, or sorry, doubtful now again, and Cam Reddish, he will be evaluated here because he got elbowed in the mouth the other day. That was pretty painful to watch. But I do think for the most part, you get the main Lakers out there. This feels kind of like a showcase Thursday night game where if you want to invest in studs and try to go for some adjusted points props, I don't completely hate it. So why not the Anthony Davis character who's going to have a points prop around 30? There's really no answer. Nurkic ain't going to be it. And then Kevin Durant, 30. Because he's good in these kind of spots. Him and LeBron James, this is a fun one. So Katie, 80. Katie, 80. I think it looks like fun. It's also one of those things where you could have a small, small play on it. You could have yourself a hell of an entertaining Thursday night. But I'm supposed to be good at math. I'm supposed to be good at giving you good bets. So I'm going to call this a lean for now. Again, this is just something that is not necessarily backed up by data to the fullest, but 
Kevin Durant is going to be the guy who has the highest usage out of those main three. And in some of these premier spots, I do expect feed the hot hand, feed the hot hand, him and Devin Booker. Those are going to be the two guys with the highest usage. I love Bradley Beal as much as I love him. Not going to be a guy that I'm looking at overs for him anytime soon. So KD, AD, I can get behind that. Happy Thursday. I'll see you on Friday. And that does it for another edition of Ladies, Leans, Likes, and Locks. You know what to do. Go to that comment section below. Let me know your favorite plays that exist on the board for this lovely Thursday slate we have before us. Enjoy the Paris basketball in the afternoon. I know I sure will. I have a meeting at that exact time. So that'll be a perfect way to just never do any work. I'm just like you guys. You find ways to just, yeah, it's true. But I love sports, so it'll be. I mean, just what everybody else does. Hey, I can justify it. I'm watching. I'm doing my job. There we go. There it is. We should probably end the show now. Producer Jacob, thank you so much. Uh, I'll be back on Friday per usual. Feel pretty good about this car for being just a five gamer. Feel like there was some good information. Hopefully you appreciated it. Smash that like button and I'm going to get the heck up out of here. Until next time, friends. I'm Eric Lindquist. Best of luck in the NBA streets on Thursday.